This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Using pre-planned lines on dating apps to start conversation does not work generally for women because we have a sixth sense. We have like a sniff test. We can tell that those lines are maybe lines that you got from a YouTube pickup artist dude, or you even maybe came up with it on your own, but now you've used it for every single girl over and over and over. It's like that saying, Give a man a fish and he'll eat for a day or teach a man how to fish and he'll eat for a lifetime. Give a man a pre-written line and he'll date for a day. Teach him how to banter and he'll date for a lifetime. Or maybe not a lifetime because you'll find the one right away and then you'll stop dating and you'll just be married. But you know what I mean. I am Kristen from kristenandchill.com and I am the banter queen. I teach guys how to charm more than just the socks off of women. And if you're struggling in conversation, if you're getting ghosted, if you're never hearing back, if you're never ever getting the results that you deserve, hit me up at kristenandchill.com. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women Podcast, we have a great start to 2019 because we're going to teach you about something super important. The Really the only thing that you need in 2019 to attract women into your life and attract women who are already in your life. It's boundaries. Boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. They're so important. And on this week's show, we have AJ, who is a listener of ours, who took some time to develop some boundaries for himself, but now he has them in place and he's kicking ass with women and with himself. So keep listening. It's coming up on this week's episode. Hey, welcome to the Ask Women podcast. We hope you had an amazing holiday season. It's your host, Kristen Carney, here with Marnie Kinras. Hey, Marnie, how's it going? Hi. How was your Christmas or Hanukkah or holiday vacation? Did you have a vacation? Um, Well, my life is a vacation because I have no responsibilities. But it was terrible because my dog is dying. So yeah, it was the worst. I'm sorry. But anyway... (laughs) Anyway, we've got someone on the line to talk about boundaries. Yes. Yes. (laughs) We have AJ on, who's a listener, who has discovered a whole bunch of stuff about boundaries that he wants to talk about. So, hey, AJ, thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and thanks for listening to our show. I want to tell people who are listening that AJ is a listener of our show. Um, And he wrote to me talking about things that he had discovered that he wanted to share with other men. So just keep in mind, if, if you have something that you want to share that is working for you that you think other men can benefit from, write to me. Tell me about it. We'll have you on our show. Um, Yeah. Because the more that knowledge you gain and the more that you can help, the better other people are going to be. So AJ, I, I just want to say thank you for even reaching out to me. Um, and then thank you for for being on this show. Yeah, anytime. I mean, seriously, your materials has helped me through like some really hard times. So to give you a little bit of my ba- background here, uh, I'm recently divorced within the last six months. Uh, marriage oh, wow. about 13 years. And, um, you know, from my part, and the breakup for the marriage, um, basically what I've discovered is everything kind of rounded down to the fact that I was never modeled correctly to be able to express boundaries. So to take you back a little bit, 
Uh, if you don't mind me starting up right now, I mean, <laughs> you're still... No, please. I, I want so. your background. I want people to hear okay. so that they can say, oh, that sounds exactly like me. I totally understand what he's talking about. Um, about three, four years ago, when I realized that the marriage was starting to fall apart, I tried to work on what I could control. Uh, you know, things that are outside of my control, I didn't concentrate on. I just worked on myself. Tried to work out my... Uh, uh, tried to up, out, up my workout game. Uh, started paying attention to certain types of foods and how it made me feel. Uh, most of all, I try to listen to like audiobooks, you know, uh, five love five love languages, and then I stumbled mm-hmm. upon uh, Get Insider. Oh, and nice! Turned me on to your podcast and other materials. Um, this really helped me through the hardest times because I was really confused. All the therapy I was taking, you know, you know multiple therapists, parent training. Uh, resources on being a better husband and person. Uh, my ex-wife just really didn't notice what I was doing to improve myself. Uh, mm-hmm. I was just told that, you know, this things felt bad. My kids noticed, my friends noticed, and listening to your podcast gave me a lot of perspective. It really helped me to uh, to know that there's people out there that actually get it. And especially like uh, when somebody's describing something, then you'll just stop them cold and say, "All right, so what does that mean? Or what can that what can that do to help a guy?" Um, you see it from a guy's point of view because we just don't know. We've never really had like a you know uh, a manual or a father that could you know say, "Hey, you know, when a girl says this, it's actually you know she's she's kind of testing you, and it's okay." Um, and so we take that as something that's huge and personal and it's it's you know very disconcerting. So yeah. Listening to one of your podcasts about nice guys made me remember how I always thought that I qualified as a nice guy but never understood why I was laid back and I was agreeable all the time and it never worked when it came to women. Uh you know numerous girls I would ask out just oh yeah you're nice you're you're a nice guy. Um I've got like a lot of notes here so I'm kind of going through <laughs> yeah. just kind of an outline so Oh, well, it sounds very natural. Like, me. Yeah, like I always have notes for the show. I'm always very prepared. <laughs> oh, shut it. <laughs> Talking about the books this I person's read. like, oh, we have a podcast today? <laughs> <laughs> Roll out of bed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so when it comes to nice guys, my theory is that nice guys actually think that they're being the opposite of guys in their past that they've labeled as not nice or assholes. Like think of, as, think of it as like an anti-hero. These anti-heroes would react from a behavior or let somebody know right away that a particular behavior or something they're saying is unacceptable, which may have felt bad to the kid, teenager, young adult, whoever they are. They chalk this up as what not to do. So this is harmful in a couple areas. The kid takes away a message that one, it's not okay to react. And two, it's not okay to speak up when you don't like it, like something. And then the process repeats itself. So for an example, in dating or in a marriage or any social interaction, say that a girl's poking fun at, fun at you in a, could be a loving way, just something that the guy's doing. This could trigger something sensitive inside. And then he remembers maybe subconsciously how that felt when somebody in the past was sensitive about something and spoke up. And they may have said like, I don't like to be teased. And the outcome was negative or the person teasing may have put them down. You know, um, they're at the point where they couldn't take it anymore. And then they just snapped. Now, back in you know real time, the nice guy would let this go. They get teased about something and it just triggers something. They just let it go. I'm just going to you know sweep it on the rug. It's fine. So it stings and it brings up bad feelings. And he doesn't speak up and then he holds on to it. He carries it around. Second time, same thing. Third, fourth, fifth. He's mad, but he's not showing and it's building inside. The girl's thinking that he's a really good sport and doesn't take himself too seriously. And finally, she teases him about something very small and then the camel's back breaks. He flips out, yells, screams, gets really angry. And she was having fun. She didn't know that she did something wrong. She's really confused. Like, she's also angry. What the hell did she do wrong? Uh, the argument ensues, uh, goes on and on. And the calm, nice guy, now the floodgates are open. He's not nice anymore. Suddenly, all the things that he was cal- calm about and tolerated are just thrown at her hard, ballistic. So all the times that she's picked on him, every other thing she's since the last time you blew up, it all comes out. I feel like we're getting to a point in the story where you say, and then I murdered her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like everything she did, everything. I, finally, I just stabbed her to death 30 times. She so deserved all of my, it's worth it. All of my past relationships are still alive. They're, they're really good. Um, Woo, thank God. They're, they're alive, you know. <laughs> But, but I know that feeling that you're saying, and I can relate to it in a societal way because 
I flipped out <laughs> once in Los Angeles because I always said I'm sorry to people if they bumped into me, even sure. though they bumped into me. And this one time I was at a meter and I was putting money in the meter and I wasn't <laughs> moving and a woman bumped into me as I was like standing still at the meter. And I was in Beverly Hills, kind of by Rodeo Drive, where it's just a-hole central. And so she bumped into me and I said, oh, I'm sorry. And then she gave me a dirty look and I... <laughs> Every single person in LA who had not said, I'm sorry to me for bumping into me came just flooding over me. And I lost it on this woman. And I did that on Saturday. I was eating tacos somewhere with my husband and it was like a very tight restaurant. And somebody bumped into my shoulder. And like, obviously it's a tight space. So you're aware that there's going to be bumping happening, but they just continued to walk by. And I yelled out loud, that's okay. I'm fine. Thanks for asking. <laughs> and my husband was like, what the hell is happening to you? I'm like, he bumped into me and didn't even like look back to see if I was okay. It was awful. Anyway, please continue with your story. <laughs> well, what's interesting, I mean, that's great that, you know, that you know yourself and you know that that's actually what's happening. It's building up. I never knew that. You know, I mean, your husband's known you a long time and I'm sure there was a little bit of what the fuck's going on. And with me, I, I was just enraged because subconsciously, you have boundaries. Your, yeah. your, your brain knows what this stuff is, just your mouth doesn't say it and your brain doesn't know how to express it. Uh, and what is it, sure is it that ex- you don't know how to express it or that you're afraid of the repercussions of expressing it or that you don't would, even know what's going on? I didn't even know where to start. Wow. Like, okay. Just to say, you know, I don't like that. That's not okay with me. That's yeah. just something that was never in my vernacular. I didn't know what that was. So then when I try to put myself in her shoes, what she's going through, you know, she's like, oh, I'm blindsided. I, this is, where did this come from? Are you bipolar? Like what? And the, those words actually came out. Uh, right, because it's like a big to, punch in the face. It's like, I just yeah. said something little. And you're like, Whoosh. it's yeah, it's challenging yeah. on the other side and, to, to comprehend that. Right. And also it's like, I thought this guy was cool. You know, it's like the dress Elaine bought in the shop mm-hmm. with that mirror. And she said that they had fake mirrors and then she brings <laughs> it home and it's like way too big, you know? So yeah. she just looked awful. And so I was like the trick mirror. Um, so nice guys just don't know how to communicate their boundaries. They've never had a role model. They say it in a hearable way. You know, hey, this doesn't feel good to get picked on. Um, it's really nothing to do with you. There were kids in my past that would make fun of whatever growing up and brings back bad memories or feelings. And that makes it not about her and gives her some understanding about you. And I think it's really important to do that from the onset. You know, when you're just starting a relationship, that's the time to set those expectations. Oh, yeah. Uh, and if she if she doesn't respect them, then you know goodbye. There's other people that will. You know, there's the scarcity theory that well, she's the only one. And I just have to you know get her approval and, and make this work. Uh, do, right. Yeah. And I've changed myself in too many ways that you know I regret not really standing up for who I was and trying to change to what would get her approval. And I've done that for years and years. And so that this was, was my obviously part a big work. challenge in your relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 13 years, I didn't, I mean, all my life, I didn't understand or communicate my boundaries, which kills attraction. Things dried up and basically we stayed together for the kids. Right. So I'm 44 now and I'm just starting to learn about this. And again, inside my subconscious knew what they were and they bothered me every time, but I was too busy trying to be the person that everybody would like and feel good to be around to notice anything. And it felt bad every time that they were crossed, but I spent my energy ask, asking myself, how can I maintain a calm demeanor? Look cool, do something nice because exploding is just so unattractive. I didn't know that you can calmly say something like, you know, please don't cut in front of me. Uh, stay away from the meter. I, you know, I, I'm standing here. Um, so recently within the last year, and I, I seriously even, I was working on these during the marriage, which ironically, She's so not used to me, uh, you know, putting my boundaries down just to say, look, I don't like this. And I call her out on something. Right. It was, it was a mind fuck. She just, she had no idea what was happening. So, oh, yeah. um, but putting together my list was huge. I, I can't even tell you, I, like taking past resentments. So for example, um, she would make a judgment on my de- decisions, which led to anger from feeling controlled. Uh, I felt devalued, worthless, uh, worst of all, dependent. You know, like what 
her judgment. I was so dependent on it. I had to change that. That led to behavior like changing my decision back to what I thought she would want, trying to mind read and anticipating what she would like. And then afterwards, self-criticism, anxiety down the road when making future decisions. It, it was dominoes. Um, my boundaries should have been that I'm good enough to make my own choices. I value my own worth and decisions. I'm not dependent on somebody else. I'm worthwhile. I'm a lovable. I'm a good person. It's okay that her reaction is different than mine. A hearable way of saying this would have been like, if you don't like my style, please keep it to yourself. Or it's totally cool if you don't like it. I would appreciate in the future if you didn't say negative things like that. None of this was ever modeled for me. And I'm assuming that a lot of guys out there have never had this either. Where did you pick up on this model? Is this something that you gained from the books that you were reading or from... Or this was through within yourself. This, this was from my therapist. I found like the best. Amazing. It's amazing. Uh, I've got ADHD. And so she's able to talk to things at a level that is hearable for me. And she just, she completely gets it, which again, 44 years, I didn't realize it was just this year. I realized I have ADHD. So right. that's something that... podcast though. That's it. That's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> I know. There's so many people who write in and they're, they're like, can you make this into a 10 minutes podcast? <laughs> that would be a lot easier for me to consume. <laughs> it's easy on a drive. And actually, you know, when I walk to work too, I, I park and then I walk about six blocks or whatever. And so I have headphones. And if ever like I'm feeling kind of stuck or if there's, you know, something that happened, like an interaction, I just kind of feel down about things. It really is uplifting for me just because it, I've tried other like dating or just relationship podcasts that come at it from a victim point of view. You know, just all guys are stupid, whatever. And you, you guys have this attitude that, you know, they just don't know. They're not morons. They're working with what they have and they're doing the best that they can, which we really are. It's, it's really refreshing to hear that point of view. Oh, that's wonderful to hear. We basically say all women are stupid. So that's probably why you're stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, fuck women. <laughs> I am a MGTOW now. Sorry. I need to bring up bad memories for Kristen. <laughs> I don't know what that is. But you don't want to know. What it is. Well, you don't okay. want to know. It, well, I'll, I'll go over it briefly. I we ended up doing a podcast with somebody from this. I forget what MGTOW actually stands, it stands for. Stands for men going uh, their own way. Oh yeah, men going their own way. Like just saying, or just, just I men have no gay. patience for women. They cause too much stress. I'm going to go better myself as a man. But what ends up happening is a lot of men end up hating, like absolutely hating women during that process before they get to the place of being enlightened and free and separate from women. It was a very bad episode, so we <laughs> didn't air it. <laughs> Someone might have gotten Anywho. a little angry and I'm not going to say which one of us, but I think you might have an idea. So, yes. anyway. Hi. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt you, AJ, but I, I love everything that you're saying because I think that a, a lot of men go through this. And actually, I, I'll i be really honest with you. A lot of the things that you are saying are resonating with me, not not because I experienced this, um, but I do see that my husband goes through this at certain times uh, with me. I, I'm a very strong, opinionated person. Um, and AKA he's bench. also strong and opinionated, but he, he does tend to to lean towards being nicer. And I, I will always say to him when he does explode, you don't need to hold in what you really think. This right. is worse for us. This is worse for attraction. It's worse for communication. It's worse for uh, you know being in a partnership together for you to appease me and then explode later. It's not fair to you and it's not fair to me. So I, I love that you're recognizing this for yourself and, and like literally laying out steps for yourself. Yeah, this was huge. Um... Probably one of the most life changing uh, things that I learned in the past like ten years. It, it was crazy just how um, you know the, the divorce was quick, like within within a week. Well, you said that you were plan- you were sort of preparing for it for four years, so this was coming, and then the actual divorce was quick. You're saying? Yeah, I mean i I knew that things weren't good, but right. I just figured I'm going to work on myself, and so. You know, watching Louis C.K., he's like, I, I haven't done anything. And look at this. And he's showing his belly, whatever. I wanted to just be my best self. So working mentally, working physically, uh, professionally. And then, you know, some of the passions that I've had uh, that I just pushed aside, I just started those back up again. And, you know, I, 
moved to a new town. I'm loving it. You know, I'm surrounded by people that do the same sort of thing and are passionate about the same sort of things and everybody's collaborating with each other. It's really, it's incredible. But at the same time, I was trying to be a dad to three very high needs kids. They're not special needs, but very high needs. And, you know, with her traveling a lot, it just brought out the worst in me. And I just felt like this was my worst self. And even though I was doing work on my boundaries, you know, I, I still have so much work to go, um, you know, to be able to uh, let it go when I don't feel hurt. I'm trying to express the boundaries and they're just stomping all over. What do I do with that? I don't know. <laughs> it, there's a yeah. lot of work to do. And I don't think that, you know, we can ever stop trying to improve the way that we are. Um, yeah. but I, and it is, I it is challenging when you are in a relationship with somebody who knows you a certain way, unless you guys are working on it together to understand right. and like, especially having a third person involved that can help explain from both sides to, to ease what's going on. It's really challenging to alter that kind of behavior in yourself without sort of shocking right. your partner or pissing off your partner. And trying to cover all of this with her was hard because... Yeah. She was past the point of no return. She's had enough. Too many explosions. It just felt terrible. And I I can't blame her for that. I apologize over and over for my part in that. But I do, I tried over and over to get her to go to therapy and to, you know, talk to somebody with me. And I get it. You know, I I can't blame her for being done. Um, But what I know that I've grown a lot is because the, the actual breakup I didn't take as rejection. Uh, ADHD people, people without boundaries take rejection very hard and boundaries can, you know, play a key role. And I'm still slowly learning this, but talking with life coaches, some of my best friends that knew me just, you know, we would hang out weeks after the breakup. They couldn't believe how well I was doing, um, you know, how my attitude was and just, I had a really good outlook on things. And the life coach, she's like, you're, you're actually doing amazing. Like I've yeah. never seen anybody like that. And I was proud of that, but I've done so much work. And also, uh, you know, give you a little plug, going through some of your materials just on what I'm looking for next time around, what, what it is that I think my strengths are, where my weaknesses are, just to identify those and be aware of them. And uh, listen to one of your podcasts just yesterday that this guy went through your entire list of what he's looking for in somebody and you compared it to looking for a new car. And as soon as you have your eye on something, then that's what you see on the road. It's ubiquitous. Mm-hmm. But before that, you had no idea. And that's like that with your own strengths and weaknesses, uh, what you're passionate about, who you, what you want in a partner. And it's amazing what having that mindset can do. So that was really helpful. Guys, if you haven't gone through her materials, go through it and do the work. It's it's worth the time, it's worth the energy, and you're really going to feel in touch with yourself, in touch with what you want. Because all my life when somebody said, you know, who are you? Tell me about yourself. I didn't know who I was. I had no idea who my identity was. And now I just talk about what I'm passionate about, what uh, what makes me laugh. I got a dark sense of humor. And yeah. it's and really it flows, right? Doesn't it just come yes. across so much easier? And not even trying to get somebody's phone number, just talking to somebody in line at the post office. Right, it's, which is what then gets the phone number. Like just the the easiness and the I don't really give a shit. I'm just talking to you because I enjoy being open. Yes. It actually, it it, it it has you coming across as like higher value and more attractive. So it, it benefits you in every area of your life. I'm going to take a, a quick break. And then when we come back, I want to hear about these boundaries that you put in place, how you came up with them and how you stick to them and maybe how you have swayed away from them a little bit, possibly, and then come back to them. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back after this. What is interfering with your happiness? Is it something that's in your control or is it something that's out of your control? Either way, whether it's in your control or out of your control, it's really smart to talk to licensed professional therapists about your problems. And BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist that you can connect with in a safe, convenient, private environment where you don't have to go into any offices. You also don't have to wait very long because you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. And the best part is, if you're looking for something really particular or really niche, you don't have to be limited to just where you live. So go check out BetterHelp. I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash askwomen. 
Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash AskWoman. I love gambling. I actually went to the casino recently and I played something called Let Em Ride or Let It Ride. It's like a poker game, some sort of poker game. Secondhand, I won like 400 bucks and then I blew it plus 100 bucks. So I blew $500, but that's not the point. The point is I won. I kept playing, so I didn't make a great decision, but I love betting. So you have to check out betonline.ag if you can't get out there to a casino, or even if you can get to a casino. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. It's okay, football's over, but guess what? The NBA, college basketball, and the NHL aren't over. They're in full swing. So go to betonline.ag so you can bet on award shows, TV shows, sports. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code CLNS50 to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. If you listen to the Ask Women podcast, then you are already miles and miles and miles ahead of other men when it comes to attracting and getting the girls you want. But I must confess, there's one missing piece in the puzzle, and that's flirting or the ability to ignite sexual chemistry with any girl you meet in a matter of minutes. Most guys suck at flirting. They can't flirt their way out of a paper bag. But as your personal wing girl, I can't let you be one of those guys. That's why I want to show you the most effective step-by-step formulaic approach to flirting with any girl you like. This formulaic approach has been tested on thousands of girls and has been proven to work like magic. Yes, magic. You just apply the formula and see results instantly, and it's that powerful. To find out everything about this flirting formula, all you have to do is go to winggirlmethod.com slash flirty. I've made a special video for you where I reveal what this formula is all about. Go to winggirlmethod slash flirty and you'll find out all about it. All right, we are back with AJ, one of our fantastic listeners who is telling us wonderful things about setting boundaries, but more so... What I'm hearing from you is that you finally found out who you are, what you're made of, and what you want. You, it basically, you became, it's essentially not taking shit anymore. Yeah, you're you're sort of you're standing up, and you you are becoming a stronger version of yourself, which is or becoming yourself. I guess is is what I'm really trying to say. When people say just be yourself, you you are being yourself, but you didn't really know who you were before. You were covering it up in the past. But I want to hear from you about these boundaries that you put into place and how you came up with them uh, and how how you put them into place with other women and people. And I also, I want to add in a question as well. If someone wants to add these boundaries into their current marriage and they're not planning on divorcing, how would you do that as well? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Yeah. So... I couldn't have come up with these without my therapist. She she basically walked me through. I, I think she sent me just a list. She she emailed it to me, and it really hit things on the head. Uh, I mean, just it it opened my eyes a lot. Um, and I go through that every morning when I wake up. I don't check email. I I basically grab my phone and on my little notepad. I have my boundaries and I look through those. When oh, will you send me those? Happens. Actually, sorry that I'm interrupting, yes. but will you? Send, okay, thank you. Yeah. Um, the tough part I have is with my kids because, you know, kids don't understand, you know, when they're, they're, uh, most kids have uh, aversion to authority and mm-hmm. this comes across as pretty harsh, but I'm trying to really not only just, you know, express my boundaries, but teach them that it's okay to have boundaries. I don't want them to have no model growing up that, you know, they can't put their foot down and say, I don't like that. Uh, stop doing that to me. And of course, a big brother who, you know, is just playing and he doesn't think that he's violating anything. It's, it's really hard for them to understand. It's like, no, you, you guys need to respect this from each other. And with limited, uh, visitations with them, that's, that's hard for me. But, uh, if I'm going through a tough time, I had like a bad interaction or something. I noticed that I don't start feeling better until I go through those again and just remind myself and then learn from, how I didn't uh, follow through. Like I take rejection really hard. I always have. 
And I've just learned to cope with it. Sometimes I'm in a state where I realize that there's an abundance out there. You know, the universe, the universe will provide in ways that we can't imagine. And there's other times when I'm surrounded by people being physical and nobody gives me the time of day. And it's really hard to be optimistic. Um, so for example, time that I just kind of let myself sink down and not really listen to myself. And this wasn't even a, a external boundary that was broken. This was my own self that kind of like, uh, just let, allowed myself to become kind of sad after this happened. So I was invited, <laughs> long story, but I was invited to an underground rave party on roller skates. Amazing. Uh, house music, <laughs> mirror balls, bell bottoms. One wall was like completely filled with like artists, uh, and like one in the morning working on paintings. I really hope you didn't uh, go. The, <laughs> oh God, it was it was awesome. It was a blast. And women were amazing. dressed amazing. I was definitely the oldest guy by far, probably by double, but... Um, Who cares? Yeah, it, it was still really cool. I haven't been on roller skates in like 15 years and I was just trying not to die. But seeing <laughs> couples on a dance floor, caressing, grinding, just brought me down. Uh, I didn't even do anything like try to you know get a phone number or whatever. I just felt rejected. I felt like I was left behind. And that put me into a funk that was hard to get out of. So I'm aware right now that I was able to climb out quicker than I ever had. And I'm getting better in it. But back in the day, I'd be down for about a week or longer. Right. Uh, rejection sensitivity is no joke. And you know, we, we all feel it. For I think guys that... I, I, don't, I don't want to put anybody down out there. Uh, it's just hard for us to shake. Uh, it's, there's guys that will... Take the extreme route and start, you know, cursing and calling women by body parts. That's that's not okay. Yes, welcome to my real- email list and oh God, commenters yeah, on I, YouTube. So yes, I understand. I've seen Instagram posts from how guys will just turn on a dime, and like I've never understood that. But in a way, that rejection, even without you even trying it, just walking past and not looking at somebody, you could feel rejected. I don't know why. Yeah. It's just something the way that we're wired. So. Um, so the cures I have to pick myself up, I mentioned one of them, you know, reading through lists of boundaries, your podcast, one of them, you suggested Tucker Max's book, Mate. And so I did that mm-hmm. on audiobook. The guy reading it, uh, if he's listening to this, I apologize, but dude, <laughs> it, that's hard to listen to. It's kind of just drone like a, like a college professor on a hangover. It's <laughs> could have done a better job making it a little bit more enthusiastic, but there's a lot of really good stuff out there. Then uh, I heard a really good quote. And so when I get down, I look this over. So the quote was, by accepting everything as it is, you make yourself powerful. You're in control. So the steps are one, center yourself, which I've got steps to take. I'll do a little meditation, some deep breathing. Step two, accept everything as it is. And that's kind of hard to do. Uh, I'm alone. This girl didn't look at me. Accept that for what it is. Who knows what her situation? Don't even try to question it. Just, I accept it. And then three, be proactive to get what you want, which I realized I've been doing that the entire time. Yeah. I realized that things were falling apart. I, I knew what it was that I wanted. I wanted a better body. I wanted to be, uh, more successful at what I was passionate about. Um, so what I do when I'm centering myself, I learned this in yoga long ago. You picture the center of the earth, thousands of miles below you, just pulling you down, holding you down and breathe. You're being pressed into the ground by this invisible force. Then I accept that the force is pulling me down or the universe is pushing me up against the ground either way. And then everything is happening around me and it's all fine. Universe is working. Nobody's judging. And suddenly I realized everything that I put in motion to make myself happy is really working for me, which is... Step three, I'm kind of skipping step two. So when I was in this point, I was all moved in. I was having visitations with the kids and I just started to feel like, you know what, I might might be ready. So I started scheduling headshots so I can work on online branding and dating. Wow. Uh, decorated my apartment to make it my own with things that inspire me. In fact, I'm looking at three things right now. I hung above my desk. Uh, my day job, I'm kicking ass. Uh, I'm in control of all that I'm doing. And honestly, I'm, I'm living a charm life. Just things are just happening in ways that I can't even explain. And not trying to brag because I feel bad about the other side of the coin where my ex-wife is with the kids and she's not doing so great. And I feel terrible about that. 
But then again, I've done so much work in the past five years to become the best version of me. And so I can't feel too terrible. I do. I feel bad for her because I want her to be happy. But that's caused some conflict. She's looked at my Instagram and said, I'm, I'm so glad you're having so much fun. I'm like, but but you're traveling for your job. You're doing what you want to do. And I want you to see the positive in that. So it, there's nothing I can do to change that. Right. I've tried to make her happy for years and I just got to let that go. So, you know, when I look back at the roller skates on Rave, you know, um, I had a friend that I met at this bar that reached out to me uh, that knew that I was in a specific type of music and she got me in touch with other artists. Uh, why was I feeling rejected? She reached out to me about this and I'm like, hell yeah. I, at first I wasn't going to go. And she's like, no, you get in an Uber and go. It's, it's BYOB, bring whatever you want. Uh, and so I think what happened, I just felt out of control. But afterwards, just kind of identifying how I was feeling going through my list, just realizing, you know, it doesn't matter that nobody's grinded up against me. I'm enough the way I am. Uh, can, can you read some of those boundaries, some of those things that you look at every single day? Because I'd love to hear what they are. All right, I got to dig these out here. Um, so what do my boundaries feel like? And I hope that this wasn't like copyrighted because it was like from a, uh, a paper that she sent me. Um, so I'm, I, I hope I'm not getting anybody I'll in trouble. I'll just adjust the wording a little okay. bit so that... <laughs> <laughs> it's not my job to fix others. And that's something that... <laughs> Saying yeah. no, fixing others. That's just something I always try to do. It's uh, its okay if others get angry. It's, it's okay to say no. It's not my job to take responsibility for others. Uh, I don't have to anticipate the needs of others. Uh, one that's really big here, it's my job to make me happy. One of my best friends that I've met since I've moved here, he always said, you know what? I, it's not my job to make my wife happy. I want to make her happier, but it's up to her to be happy. And that was huge. Yeah. I thought about that for a long time. I'm like, that's the same with me. I can't depend on anything external to make me happy. And then I started to really do some digging. Like, what does that look like? What do I need to be happy? Do I even need anything? And right. a lot of it is just your frame of mind. So um, again, I'm only talking from experience. I'm in no way an expert. If somebody is listening to this say, he's full of shit, I might be. I mean, I, this is just what worked for me. Yeah. And I can't guarantee this is going to work for anybody else. So. Well, I can tell you it will because I went through something very similar. So it it, it does work. It may not work for everybody because um, some things that you're listening and some things that I've done may not resonate with certain people. But I would I would say for most people, this is something that definitely works and will benefit you and everybody else. So I think everything you're sharing is fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> so how does someone implement all of this if they're not leaving their relationship and they have to get the person to see them a different way? So to quote Hank Moody, fuck if I know, dude. Yeah. I wish she got divorced. No clue. But, well, but yeah. I guess the question is, okay, so uh, let's not go to uh, people who are in relationships. How, so now that you, you are single and you have these boundaries in place, it is a lot easier to do with new people. How, yes. Like, Let's say somebody is joking around and teasing you or you're on a date with somebody and they do start to poke at you a little bit in an area that's sensitive. How do you state your boundary without coming across as rude or aggressive or, or no fun or no fun. Right. Yeah. Like, right. wah, wah. yeah. And I mean, it's important to, to keep in mind that, yeah, that's what is it that you're out to do? You want to have fun, but you're also kind of, uh, you know, auditioning this person to be in your life, right? Uh, whether it's I like temporarily how you that, yeah. or, you know, so thank you. Um, uh, on one of your podcasts, because I'm, I binged on a couple of them, uh, mm-hmm. like the more recent. So now I'm like way back to your Playboy radio days. Oh, so awesome. Way back. Yeah. And so it's really interesting some of the things that come out. So you actually, there was one thing I had to write down. I don't remember where I wrote it down, but to word it like it's not you, it's me, like to make it more of an I statement. Yeah. So, you know, that was really funny. We just said, I just got to tell you, you know, that's, that's stirring up some bad memories from being teased as a kid. And I love your sense of humor, but that kind of stung a little bit. And it's not something that I want to, you know, keep feeling this way about because I like the way I feel with you, but that didn't feel very good. Uh, or oh, I'm not okay. okay with that. So something, something along the lines of just, you know, not you said something that upset me. It's, 
I just didn't like that. And this yeah. is why. Uh, or The like why is says. really important. The why is yes. super important. Because I, I know that if I was on a date and I'm like joking around with somebody because that's my style and they just said, you know, I didn't like what you just said. I, I would just... I would internalize that so much and just... Like, I don't even like when I'm making a right turn onto a road and somebody's making a left turn and then comes into my lane and then gives me the finger. I'm like, I literally want to cry because I'm like, what did I do to you? So I like the why is so, so important. Explaining why you were sensitive to it and the fact that it's not what that other person is doing. It's that's on you. But moving forward, let's just try to avoid doing that for both of our benefits. Right. And one of the things you said in your book, which was huge, was the sexiest word that a woman could hear is because. So you can Mm -hmm. actually turn this into a sexy moment to actually show that you're somebody that knows how to stand up for yourself or just explain yourself. If you're articulate, that can speak volumes. So, you know, I didn't like that because in the past it sucked. It didn't feel good. Were you articulate before or do you think that, that this has now come through all the work that you've done? I was almost to a fault that I would just over-explain stuff. I would mansplain. In fact, that's one of the big things I had written at the top of my notes here. Do not mansplain all of you. <laughs> like, I don't want to like talk down to anybody, but I'm trying to talk to men. So I guess that's null and void. Uh, if <laughs> you're just explaining, yeah. yeah, I'm explaining to you. <laughs> in the past, I would just, um, go into a lot of detail in a way that just like, so what's your point? Why are you telling me all this? And I right. didn't know how to say that's not okay. Um, that that makes me feel bad because I thought, like you said, that's going to trigger something like he's no fun. Uh, you know, I can't tease him. And ironically, by not saying that, that's how it came across. You know, mm-hmm. I can't say anything about you. I would hear that all the time. I can't say anything to you without you getting mad. You're so sensitive. And I didn't understand. I'm like, well, I can't speak up. I just wasn't doing it correctly. So, um, you know, no fault of, I, I can't keep getting mad at myself about it because. I honestly didn't know. I didn't know what the correct formula was to say it in a hearable way that wasn't going to trigger some sort of uh, you know argument, uh, long-term resentment, and that all came about. You know, no matter how much I tried to stop it, I just didn't have the right that I wasn't programmed. Yeah. So, so a couple more. You know, the biggest one on the list, like just to read through them the first time, I was really emotional reading the very last one, which is "I am enough." Because I'm always looking to improve. I'm upgrading constantly. Um, you know, I can't just leave well enough alone. I do that in, you know, some of the projects that I'm passionate about. I just can't stop adjusting and tweaking. And at what point do you just trust what you've done? Um, so when I am ready to go out, you know, I'm still listening to last minute podcasts, get myself in a, in a better frame of mind. And I just have to accept. And just when I go into a conversation, you are enough. You're totally. Mm-hmm the way that you are. And I think that could help a lot of guys out there too, just to realize, hey, you know, I had a bad day. My boss was really shitty to me. Uh, my dog uh, barked and just scared the crap out of me. And it just, you know, puts you in a bad state and just realize like, hey, you know, it's totally cool. Even on a bad state, I'm enough. Mm-hmm. And when you meet somebody, you can, and I'm speaking from experience, having a bad interaction, if you just want to start out the conversation, look, I was, I just had a really bad interaction with somebody and it's going to take me a few minutes to calm down. I'm still a little stirred up. So if I seem a little, you know, jittery or scattered, that's why it's not you. And then actually saying it out loud is going to help more than you know. And I had a great date one time and I was really stirred from an interaction with the family. And that's how I started out. And then after that, I was, I was seriously fine and we had an amazing time. Uh, don't be afraid just to be honest about how you're feeling. And that's going to be huge as well. So for example, you went into the date saying, oh, I just had a really hard experience with my family. Like you just said it out loud. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Because it clears it off your plate. It's like announcing the elephant. And then you're like, okay, now I can breathe. Now she knows why I'm making this face or why I'm a little frustrated. And you clear the air a little bit and then start fresh. What's the worst that can happen? Like she knows who you are after you're triggered and calming down. Yeah. And that could actually fill in a lot of blanks for her, you know? Yeah. So it's and it can bring you guys thing. closer, which is wonderful. Exactly. And so in the past, I would just try to play it cool, but there's something because women's intuition is amazing. It's something that I wish that I had. Uh, they could tell, they could tell very small things if you're hiding something. 
And every girl I've ever known was able to see, you know, under the hood, even though it was shut and there's decals on it, whatever, they could see what was going on. There's something that's not right. So if you're not congruent with what you're trying to, you know, express to her, she's going to notice. We're going to sense. And yes, uh, where guys were just like, hey, whatever, because we don't, you know, I, I'll get a haircut and guys in the office will go a week without even looking twice. Right. Depends. It depends. Uh, <laughs> yeah. A guy shaves his beard. Nobody's going to know. Uh, women notice. They notice those details. Mm-hmm. And it's just where there's fundamental differences. And not all guys. I mean, there's guys that do notice that sort of stuff. There's, there's women that don't notice. And it yeah. goes both ways, you know. But uh, for the most part, if you're trying to, you know, be your best self, your best honest self too, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, put down a couple more notes about, you know, how boundaries can help you in certain situations. So, okay. for instance, like, um, if you feel stuck, because I've been in this situation a couple times and, you know, even in a situation that, um, I had a great interaction, but I'm not getting a call back. So if she, if you called her, she hasn't called you back. Keep your boundaries not to call her or text her 50 times. Just hold back. Find something fun and fulfilling for you and things will happen. Because there's going to be times that, you know, you're going to meet somebody, they're into you and it feels really good. And even though you could be in touch and aware of your boundaries, old patterns can and will come back. And I fight this all the time. You can both feel great and you decide to take it slowly and keep time for yourself. Don't give all your time away because you don't want to lose that feeling. Because that's very tempting. You know, if you had the million dollars, what would you do? Paint, design bridges, make music, learn a language. What are you passionate about? This is your mission. If she's not calling you, concentrate on what you would do instead of reaching out to give her more of your time. Just do what you love to do because then when you, yeah, when you, when you get back together, then you can talk about this stuff. It, it's yeah, great. Exactly. I have um, to agree. There's a you know, guy that is interested in me and he had been texting me and then all of a sudden he wasn't texting me. And I mean, I'm not that you know into him or super excited about him or anything, but he's fun to text with. And all of a sudden he stopped texting and it was because he was in like Asia traveling and I didn't <laughs> you know hear from him essentially the whole trip. And all of a sudden there's like, he sends me like some cool picture from you know, like hanging from a palm tree over the ocean or something. And it was like, oh, okay. You know, because it, it's like, why wasn't he texting me? You're not just oh. waiting for me to get back right. to you. Mm-hmm. So, and then that was very attractive. Yeah. yeah. Let her miss you. You know, let him, the absence makes your heart grow fonder unless they're irritating the shit out of you. And then you're not fond of anything. You're just like, I got to get away. You you feel yeah. that urge to, you know, you get that ooh feeling, which... If a girl feels ooh, it's really hard to get out of the ooh, you know. You <laughs> yeah. know what I'm talking about? So yeah, it's just like 17 texts. Ooh, geez. And it could be brilliant, but just that, you know, oh my God, look at all this blue. Like, geez, I haven't responded at all. It's kind of weird. Um, so the other ones I've got here, and this one I still need to work on, is when you're with somebody that's upset or in distress to hold firm on what your boundaries are. You know, know what they are and know what you will and won't accept. So yeah, she's irritated. Uh, what does she do? Is she rude to wait staff? You know, is, is she stressed from work and snapping at you? That's not okay. You can say, look, uh, and you said this on a different podcast. I know I'm just I'm a total nerd when it comes to this, but you just said there was something that was really powerful that, you know, I'm with you. I, we're on the same side and just be there for her. You know, tell her that I'm she's amazing. so smart, honestly. Is, when I get yeah, people right? repeat Seriously. that, the things that I say, <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing, but not um, because it's not true. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think telling her that you know, look, you're amazing, but I need to walk away from you, and I'll be, I'll be here for you when you're in a better state, and just yeah. let her process it on your own because that's not yours to process. You don't yeah. need to help her out; it's not your responsibility. So. I just, I want to help. I'm a handy type of person. I feel like I can fix just about anything from cars oh, to Oh, come fix my toilet. I need some. <laughs> come <laughs> fix my life. Can't yeah. wait for that one. Yeah. <laughs> no, no but, but, but what you're saying is so true. It's like, it, there's so many people who just say, okay, fine, like, fuck you. You deal with your own shit. I, this is making me angry. This is triggering me. I'm going to walk away from you. And that's like, 
the worst thing you can hear on the other end, whether you're a woman or a man, when you're breaking down, having Mm. your partner or somebody that you want to be your partner abandon you is like the most horrible feeling in the entire world. So what you just said, standing boundary saying like, listen, I'm happy to talk to you, but I can't do it when we're talking like this. And that lack of empathy from both sides because you're going to come across as angry. Right, right. Do you need a hug? What do you need from me right now? Yeah, what do you need? To help yeah. calm you down. Exactly. Or I'm just going to walk away and let you be. And it might go away. It might not. Who yeah. knows? But it's not up to you. And um, I, I think that's really powerful. Uh, I don't know how much time we got because I've got, you know... About two like, more minutes. But I want to I want to hear the, the third one that you said that you have. Oh, we got more than three. Um, so I'm just trying to go that, through that here. A, uh, from you know what? What? <laughs> well, why don't, why don't you um, send me the list as well and I can post this with the podcast. All right, yeah. So that I Um, have them. I'll put put it onto my uh, website so that people can access them and I can list it as winggirlmethod.com slash AJ boundaries is where I'll put it at so that if you want to see what some of these boundaries are that you can start implementing and putting into place, uh, you can see them at winggirlmethod.com slash AJ boundaries. AJ, I want to thank you for being on the show. I'm sorry to cut you off so so quickly. I could let you go on for another hour. Um, this was a, a great, great way to start the year. Kristen and I not talking a lot yeah, on our podcast. Yeah, and also Fantastic. the best sounding <laughs> but, women. And Marnie, I don't know if... And I know. Good start. I've had a viral video already Whoa. this year. Our mics are sounding good. Wow. Great. Well, I've had a viral virus. And actually, fashion. Um, no, but I wanted to say, I don't know if you heard on the last podcast, but I introed by promising that our sound would be better in 2019. <gasps> and I didn't even consult with you and we came through. Yeah. Perfect. And we are keeping a promise AJ, for this week at least. Whatever mic you're using, amazing. Thank you. Yeah. yeah this is, for a listener, this is a nice you're pro. It's, it's a really good you're mic. You're so pro. Well, AG, AG, AJ, <laughs> thank AJ. you so much for being on the show. This was fan- fantastic. Um, Kristen. Thanks for being on the show as well. I'm excited for 2019. Yeah. I think this is going to be a great year. Same. And I just want to say my totally. website was really weird. So if anyone was trying to get on it, it kept saying um, there's not, it's not secure, like danger, go away from this website. That is fixed now. So Ooh, bumping up your security too yeah, for 2019. I like it. We're doing it. It's official. That's a big thing. That's a huge thing. Yeah, there's thing. weird stuff going out there. Like security is out the window. The web is just a playground yeah, for well, hackers I, right now. And, you know, I, it happened because essentially, like, um, however I had it set up had gotten old or out of date. But it was... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to yes, update yeah, your widgets. I don't even really know if that's hard, but yes, well, yes, update your widgets. And your plugins. I'll help you do that offline. But anyway... Thank you so much for being on the show. You were wonderful. New episodes of the Ask Women podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. Please subscribe to the show, share the show, tell people about the show. If you want to write in questions for the show, write them into ask at Ask Women Podcast, and we will overanalyze and dissect your questions and situations and figure out what is going on and how to make it better for you. You guys are awesome. We'll see you next week.